0: Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, this would be very familiar in this season, now the birth of Jesus was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together she found, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost, then Joseph her husband being a just man and not willing to make her a public example was minded to put her away privately. I'm going to speak this morning for just a little bit from this passage of Scripture on the greatest gift ever given. It's a gift that's able to be re-gifted, given again and again. I preach to you this morning, I give you Jesus. Let's pray together this morning. Lord, we need your help today as we speak what you have laid upon our heart to this congregation this morning. Lord, I pray that you impart through your spirit into every heart of every believer in this room. I pray, Lord, that the words that I fail to speak this morning, that by the Holy Ghost you transfuse them into every heart, every life, every mind today, and that when we walk out of this room today, we recognize, Lord, our need of you, and we thank you and adore you and magnify you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Received a call last night, late last night actually, a very unusual call, from my middle brother, and uh, I actually couldn't tell you the last time that he called me. Usually when a call happens, it's me calling him, and we don't talk near often enough. Last night he he called me and wanted to share with me. He had before he called he sent me a picture and then followed the picture with a call and it was a gift, a very very meaningful gift. It would probably mean nothing to most of you, but this year because he had lost a son tragically in a car accident, the gift was related to his son and it meant so much to him and he was so proud of uh, proud of the gift that he had received. He had called all the siblings, and he called me last night. And in the course of conversation, of course, he was so excited to share with me and ask me my thoughts and share opinions and feelings. We communicated for quite a while. It turned into a, a very good conversation. He said to me, it doesn't matter what, what gifts were given this year? He said, or any other year, as far as that goes. This was the most important thing that has ever been given to me. It was important to him. It meant a lot to him. He said, "I'll never ever get rid of this. I will cherish it, and I will have it for the rest of my life." He began to just describe his feelings toward the gift that he had received, and. And it was a special gift for for him. And we all have received those kind of gifts from time to time, something that we cherish and that we hold so dear. And then there are those gifts. You know, they are the re-gift kind of gift. Well, it's not because they're a bad gift. It's just that, well, you know, we didn't have time to make it back to Walmart. And so it begins to be the the re-gifted gift. I I think it would be neat to put trackers on some of those kind of gifts to see how many times during the Christmas season that they get re-gifted. It's a cruel joke, actually, you know, particularly when somebody finds out this gift was re-gifted. You know, when you find someone's name written on the side of the gift, on the box in real small letters before it was wrapped so that... You know, it could be kept apart. But I come this morning to preach to you a simple little message today because Jesus is the best gift I've ever received. The truth, knowing Him, being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this is the greatest gift of all. And truly, none of us this morning would trade what we have for anything in the whole world. We would never trade truth. Brother Price sat at my house Christmas Day and in manners that he he has before. And he said, I'm so, so thrilled for the church. And he began to speak such positive words and began to talk about the future of the church and how excited he was. And he said, you know, the only thing is you're building way too small. Because he has faith of what the future is going to look like. And it, it was positive, positive Conversation. And he said, Don't, you know what I'm so thrilled with, he said, is because I know you're going to always stand with this truth. And I'm confident this morning, we're a church that's always going to stand on truth. All right. All right. We're not going anywhere doctrinally. We we're going to stand on this truth. We wouldn't trade what we have been given, the wonderful gift of God's God's Spirit living and dwelling within us, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, one of the greatest. Things that anyone could ever possibly receive in this life is the truth and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the revelation of who Jesus really is. When you really sum it all up, up the greatest gift ever given was the gift that was given to the world and that was when Jesus Christ was born in a manger in Bethlehem. And I know we're moving beyond the the, the Christmas season now, and this is kind of a little afterthought message from Christmas, but what is it that, that I was going to bring to you this morning other than out of all the gifts that you have received, the fact that you have received Jesus, but He is a gift that you can just keep on giving. He's a gift to hand down to your children. He's a gift to hand down to your grandchildren. He's a gift to hand down to every friend and family member that you have. He's a gift to spread throughout your neighborhood because Jesus is still the answer for the world today. And I want to tell you this morning that when you give someone Jesus, you are giving them the gift of a name that is above every name because when you know who Jesus is, there is power in the name of Jesus. Ancient myths from the east and the west tell of the power that is held in one's name. I want you to think about it for a minute and just just, just think about your own name, the, the, the power of a name that your brain can hear someone saying your name from across a crowded room and you recognize it as your own. It is getting your attention. Ever since you were born, people around you have been using your name to define you. They are defining you by your, your name. We are defined by a name. You know, it's when... Uh, You walk by and it's, hey, beautiful. And it catches your attention. Or in my case, my wife and I, long years ago, developed a little call that works all the way across the mall. She goes, and I know that means, hey, dummy. And so I can immediately turn and respond When we think about names, the importance of a name, would, would, would Oprah have, have been a famous talk show host if her name would have been Mabel? <laughs> Nothing wrong with the name, I'm just asking. Would Elvis have ever been the king of rock and roll if his, if his name would have been Bob? I mean, there, there is something to be said for the power of a name. That's why that many stage um, uh, famous stars, when you, when you get to know and you discover that their name really wasn't what you thought it was all along. It's a stage name that has been given to them. Our names are our cornerstones. The cornerstone of our persona. From creative, from creative spellings to family, family tributes, our names say a lot about us. We're, we're recognized by our name. A name is the first thing that we learn about a person. A rose would still smell the same if it was called by any other name, so the proverb goes. However, try calling a rose by another name and see what it does into your spirit. It just doesn't have the same ring. There is something about a name that is important. There is often a special purpose given for uh, a special purpose for a name that is given. It not only identifies who the person is, it gives meaning to who the person is. And it displays the desires of the parents for the child. Long after Annette and I found out that we were going to uh, be a parent for the first time. I, I, I still remember it like yesterday, 21 years, 22 years later. Uh, Annette would come to me and say, how do you like this name and, and how do you like that name? I'd find notepads laying around the house that have names written on them. So you ladies know what I'm talking about. That have names written on them. They'd be boy names and girl names be written in all sorts of different manners. It'd be written in cursive and in block letters. It'd be signed names and printed names and names done in calligraphy until finally we decided on the name because there's significance to a name. How important are names? What images are created in your mind when we hear the names like Washington or Lincoln or Roosevelt, these names that have certain... uh, bring certain images to our our mind, obviously there is great power and great images that are displayed in our minds when we think about names. But I came this morning to remind you of one that was born in a manger in Bethlehem that was of no significance and the name was given by the angel that came and said his name shall be called Jesus. What is significant about that name? I want to tell you today that there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When you speak the name of Jesus, you have spoken a name that is truly above every name. You have spoken the name of the greatest, of the greatest that's ever walked on this earth. You have spoken a name that is greater than any situation that you ever, ever encountered. For the name of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, is the most powerful name. It is the name above all names. I come this morning to preach a little while about the name of Jesus because it is the name of Jesus that will set you free. It is in the name of Jesus that we are baptized and it is in the name of Jesus that we are born again. It is in the name of Jesus that you will find healing and you will find deliverance and you will find help and you will find hope because it is the name of Jesus. There is no other name other than the name of Jesus. For the angel came and said, His name shall be called Emmanuel, being interpreted God with us. Because Jesus wasn't a little God, wasn't a demigod, wasn't some other. He was God manifest in the flesh. Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, is the greatest name ever been given. It was prophesied. It came from an angelic host that came to declare his name to be Jesus. I come this morning to tell you that when I preach a simple little message about Jesus this morning, it's more than just another little Christmas story, but I come today to remind you that when you have been given the gift of Jesus, you have been given the greatest gift of all times. It is a gift that will save you. It will save your family. It will break addictions. It will bring people out from from bondage of sin. I'm telling you this morning that the name of Jesus is the greatest name of all names. Oh, we sing about the name of Jesus. Oh, I know. I know we all like our own style of music. I know we all have our own little genres of music. I still declare that I love 80s music. It just has to be the greatest. Some of you disagree, and those of you that may be a little older than me may like the 70s or the 60s or the 50s, God forbid. But whatever style music you may want to sing, I come this morning to declare to you, whether it's the most modern song sung or whether it's the oldest hymn in the book, I come this morning to declare that when you're exalting the name of Jesus, that's what really matters. For the name of Jesus is a strong tower and the righteous run therein and is saved. There's something about the name of Jesus. Whether we sing Jesus Is the sweetest name I know. Or whether we say there's something about the name Jesus. It doesn't really matter what style you want to put with it, ladies and gentlemen. But it matters that when you whisper the name of Jesus that you are calling on the power of all heaven to come on the scene to where you are. When you begin to magnify the name of Jesus, you are magnifying a name that is already above every other name. I come this morning to remind you that Jesus is the greatest gift you have ever been given. Don't ever throw out the name of Jesus. Hold on to the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. Declare the name of Jesus. Jesus pray in the name of Jesus call on the name of Jesus for there is power in the name of Jesus for the prophet prophesied some 560 years before his birth for his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father and the prince of peace But I want you to recognize today that when you call him Wonderful Counselor, you are speaking about the one name. They're all attributes of his name. They're all declaring what he is and how he is. But when you speak the name of Jesus, you speak whatever you need into existence. When Moses stood before Pharaoh and declared, I am has sent me. He did not. He had not received the revelation of the name of Jesus. He did not know who that he was speaking of for the name of Jesus had not yet been revealed. He stood before them declaring that God has sent me. I am. He said, I am has sent me. What does that really mean? I want to tell you today that you and I are not living in darkness wondering. I'm not sure of the name, but I am has sent me. Today we can declare that it is Jesus it is Jesus that saved me. It's Jesus that delivered me. It's Jesus that made a way for me. He is the name above all names. He says to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, Whom do men say that I the, son of, the man, uh, son of Man am? And they said, Some say you are John the Baptist, and some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And it was Simon Peter that answered him and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus responds back to Peter and he says to him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I want you to know today that when you speak the name of Jesus, you are speaking the most powerful name in heaven and in earth. Whatever you need today, tomorrow, in your future is all found in the name of Jesus. It is the name of Jesus that calms the storms, it is the name of Jesus that brings help in your trouble. He is the Almighty Ruler over every situation. I can tell you firsthand this morning of the miraculous power in the name of Jesus. I can go back to one of the earliest miracles that I remember as a small child when my dad had raised the hood of a car because it had overheated and a radiator hose exploded and burned him. I was a child. I barely have recollection. Of it all. And my parents never let me forget it. For they went in the house. They had no insurance at the time. They could not afford to go to a doctor. Dad was in severe pain. People were gathering around praying. I was just a little child. I don't remember asking. But I do remember walking into the room to where he was. I could go back and in my mind's eye. I remember exactly what that room looked like. And I walked in. And I remember praying a little short prayer and I turned to walk out of the room and my dad began to weep and my mother came running to his side to see what she could do for him and he said the pain just left. I was a child and didn't have eloquent words. I didn't know what I was doing or even what to say but I was taught the name of Jesus. It was a gift that had been given to me. And when I spoke the name of Jesus in childlike faith, miracle, miracle after miracle through my life has happened. As I have spoken the name of Jesus, I am a personal witness of what the power of Jesus can really do in your life. I'm glad that I know one that I can call on and turn to. I don't have to call the priest. I don't have to confer with Mary. I can call on the name that is above every name. Mm. I can call on the name of Jesus. I remember in a revival service, I was reminded he's passed on now, the evangelist that was preaching as I was a child. He's, he went on to meet his reward about four months ago. While I was in Texas, my brother and I drove out to the cemetery for a short visit. I know it's a strange way to spend your birthday. We went out to the cemetery for a short visit. My brother had parked and kind of blocked the road, and another vehicle came in for a visit and was needing out. And I suggested that my brother move his vehicle off the off the, the path so that the, the other car could come by. He jumped in and started to move his truck, and the car stopped out front, and I looked through the window, and I saw on the passenger side an aging face that I recognized, and the window was down, and I just spoke a name. I said, does that happen to be the Braniff's? And the driver whipped his head and turned and looked at me and he said, yes, but who are you? And I said, I'm guessing you would ask that question. And I walked over and introduced myself. And of course, there were a lot of tears and stories that were shed there as we talked for a little while. But I remember as a child, only about seven or eight years old, in a revival service when Brother Charles Braniff came and preached in a little country church in Rosevine, Texas. And I remember, I don't remember what he preached, but I remember the altar call, and I remember as a man got up and came to the front, he could not speak and he could not hear. And I remember as Brother Braniff went to where he was, the church began to pray and laid their hand, his hands upon him. And as a child, it impacted me for the rest of my life and has built faith for all eternity in my mind. But that man who had never spoken a word began to speak, and a man who could not hear began to hear. For in the name of Jesus, deaf ears were open, and his tongue was loose to be able to speak. Oh, I know it's Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, but I come this morning to remind you that when you have the the name of Jesus at your, at your convenience, it doesn't matter in the wee hours of the morning whether it's a headache or whether it's a heart attack, you can speak the name of Jesus and he will come on the scene. I'm still a little old-fashioned and still believe that before I do anything else, I ought to call on the name of Jesus and give opportunity for Jesus to show up and for Jesus to make a way out of no way. Hey, you've been getting... Given the greatest gift of all times, church, we have the name of Jesus. We have a name that you can call on, a name you can trust, a name you can depend on. He is our healer. He is our way maker. He is our Savior. Oh, let's just bless the name of the Lord for a little while this morning. Just speak the name of Jesus just for a few minutes today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. For When you speak the name of Jesus, he is the wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. He is the king of all kings. He who has no beginning and who has no ending. He is from everlasting to everlasting. Understand. That he was in the beginning before there ever was a beginning. He was in the mind of God from the beginning. Imagine that. One who has no beginning and who has no ending. He is everlasting to everlasting. Time has no meaning nor effect on him. He is timeless. From everlasting to ever, everlasting. His word is everlasting. Meaning it is relevant to all generations. I want to remind you today that no matter how antiquated you may feel that this message is today. I want to remind you that it is very present in this generation. It was good for the apostles. And it was good in the turn of the century, in the early revival, in the rebirth of the apostolic movement. But I want to remind you this morning that this same name is still relevant today. For it is a name above all names. Jesus is the Savior of the world. What if his name would have been anything else? I don't know. I'm not sure, but this much I do know. His name shall be called Emmanuel. Jesus. God with us. Think about that for a minute. Not just another baby, but God with us. Jesus. Acts 4 and 12 declares, Neither. Is their salvation in any other? Right. On this last Sunday of 2015, I must declare to you that there is only one way to be saved. Right. There is only one way to be saved. It doesn't matter who tells you. There are many paths to get to heaven. I come this morning to declare there is one way to get to heaven. Right. Jesus said, I am the door. Ha. I want you to know this morning that there is none other sal- there is no other salvation in any other name than the name of Jesus. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I want to tell you today that if you have never called on the name of Jesus for salvation, you must call on him to be saved if you have never been baptized by immersion in water, calling on the name of Jesus, I want to remind you on this last Sunday of this year that you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Oh, there's all sorts of things. We can call him Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He is the Father, He is the Son, and He is the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Ghost. But His name, ladies and gentlemen, is Jesus. And when we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus. And when we baptize, we baptize in the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm not just up here beating a pulpit and yelling this morning to have something to say. I'm reaching for somebody today that needs to deeply consider the fact that you need to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. You need the name of Jesus applied to your life because if you're going to be part of his bride, you've got to take on his name. you got to take on his name. Oh, I'm glad I know the name of Jesus. I give you Jesus this morning. There's no other name like the name of Jesus. There's something special about the name of Jesus. He is the Savior of the world. I close this morning. If you were to go to Israel today, you would find that they're still looking for their Messiah. They're still looking for their Savior. The Scripture even declares He came to His own, and His own received Him not. They denied Him. They declared He could not possibly have been. They were looking for their Savior to be a king. They weren't looking for their Savior to be born in a manger. But He came as a baby in a manger, yet He still was their Messiah, Savior of the world, and He is still the King of all kings. They missed it. They're still looking for the one that came. He'll return again. But today he's not still a baby in a manger. But he is still the Messiah. He is still the Savior of the world. For he gave his life for you and for me. What great love that he had for us. I present to you this morning the Savior that loved you enough to bleed and die for you. To give you an opportunity for salvation. And if you haven't experienced it today, you're missing the greatest gift on this earth. I have presented him to you this morning in a very simple and basic way, but if you don't know him today, if you've never repented of your sins, you need to do it today. And if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we have water ready. We have robes ready. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus today. Don't wait. Don't put it off. What a a great way to begin the new year. And if you have never received the wonderful gift of his spirit, I want you to know today it will give you peace beyond understanding. Joy that no tongue can tell. You must be born again. You must be born again. Stand with me this morning if you would. Sister Cheryl begins to sing softly. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. No one's looking around the room. I open these altars to you today. I'm giving you an opportunity. Why don't you get to know him today? I've given you the gift today. All you have to do is come and receive it. Come and receive it. Come receive what I've offered you today. I've offered you Jesus this morning. Would you come and receive the gift that I'm trying to give you today? He's the gift that keeps on giving. He's a gift that you'll want to give to everybody that you know. He's the greatest gift of all times. His name is Jesus. He is the Savior of the world. These altars are open today. Would you like to pray? Would you like to respond to the word of the Lord today? Of Jesus. There's just something about the name of Jesus. There's just something about. The